Welcome to Wobblies and Wizards. I'm your host, Logar, the Barbarian. And I'm joined by my guest today, the illustrator and creator, Evelyn Moreau. Welcome. Hello. How how are you today? Uh, I'm fine. Good. good. I, I, I've been seeing you pop up a lot of places lately doing a lot of different projects. <laughs> yeah, I try to be active a lot and I, I enjoy a lot also collaborating with other people. So I, I'm a bit all over the place. Sometimes a bit too much, like I need to balance <laughs> my energies, but... Uh, <laughs> No doubt, no doubt. Now, I know that you have a bestiary that's coming out with Appendix N Entertainment over there that you've done the illustrations for. Could you talk a little bit about that one? So uh, this is uh, coming from my Patreon. So what I'm doing on my Patreon is that I'm putting illustration there and I say to people, you can use them for your publication, even commercially. Like if you if you back me on my Patreon, mm -hmm. you can use my illustration. And since I draw a lot all the time. <laughs> so I put a lot of illustration over there and uh, people will use these. And that project is mostly using illustration for my Patreon. Mm -hmm. I, I I did a few exclusive for the project, I think, or I will do. Uh, uh, so I did not write the creature stats or what mm -hmm. they are. So I really like that because <laughs> it's fun for me to be surprised with what uh, was written about my my drawing and to see what people imagine uh, out of them. So that that as I find this kind of collaboration really fun. That is cool. That is cool. Now you're doing something for uh, we we recently spoke to Goblin Archives and a few other folks about about Liminal Horror. That's a game that I'm hearing a lot more about, and you've recently been a part of a kickstarter involving liminal horror correct yes yes so a while ago i saw uh liminal horrors and i was like oh i really like that game it's that's <laughs> a sweet like horror spot for me i really like their work of uh, junji to like uzumaki like some weird urban like urban legend stuff and stuff like that so i, I was really into it and i was trying to push people to create more material for uh Liminal Hour because I, I'm like these small game come out and it's, it's nice to support them yeah. and so I'm really glad that this uh, small Kickstarter is doing well and I will be doing a pamphlet adventure uh for for it and with two other creators that will also make uh, uh and the author of Liminal Hour is kind of the or editor on that project like like he don't do an adventure himself but he's piloting the, the 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 project excellent excellent i'm curious what we can expect from the adventure that you're making there <laughs> so i'm trying to do like something that is kind of like either urban legend feel or like weird like, like i'm trying a bit like candy man like, okay like, yeah yeah like like people are inventing or believing into something that they collectively believe and it's kind of become real and it it go badly because it's all working. <laughs> but, uh, so what what else are you currently do you have currently in the pipeline going on here? Because you've I've seen you popping up in a lot of other places as well. <laughs> yeah, I, so I fully illustrated uh, a module, an adventure for Mothership, a third party uh, adventure that is called uh, Right. 
Prison Station Echo uh, that will come out uh, soon in print. So that was a Kickstarter from last year, I think. And so I did the cover illustration, the interior art, all, all the NPCs I've portrayed that I drew. And so I'm excited to see how it will look in print to have it in my end soon and other people too. So that, that will be great. It's a, an adventure where you're playing janitors that need to <laughs> go clean a space prison. Oh, and yeah. Sure. I know the one you're talking about. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> what that's it? Was that that? When did that? That was on Kickstarter, wasn't it? Yeah, or... yeah. It was on Kickstarter uh, at the end of last year. Yeah. Excellent, excellent. Looking forward to that. So I, I'm curious how you got into doing what you're doing, illustrating for so many different games. I'm assuming you started out playing before you <laughs> started drawing for games. Yeah, yeah. So I was playing role-playing game for a while, and and I was also trying to do comic books yeah. back back in the days. And but comic books are very difficult. And yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I know. Yeah, I'll talk about that for a minute. <laughs> 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 and so at some point I was like, okay, I, I, I think I'm not able to finish comic book because I, I, I just keep giving ideas like for 300 page comic books instead mm -hmm. of, you know, yeah. anyway. And I was like, well, I can do illustration for a role-playing game. You just need one illustration and you can write a whole story about a monster or something. Yeah. You know? So I really like the ratio of illustration artwork and text with role-playing games. So that's, that's a nice combination. And I started my blog, uh, The Chromatic Cauldron, mm -hmm. uh, back in the days. I posted illustration and some role-playing game content there, and people started to know me. And back in the days, was during Google+, Plus, there was a lot of uh, collective uh, jam, like uh, to create dungeons and X-Crawls and stuff within the OSR uh, Google+, Plus community, and I was uh, very active at that time. So I made a lot of friends. And I published some sign that we wrote together. Like everybody was writing a description yeah. for a map or room or something like that. And after Google Plus, I started doing my own things. I did my Patreon that is really going well right now. I'm paying my rent with my Patreon. So that's, that, yeah, that's really great. That And so that helped me to focus on my commissions and my own project. Mm -hmm. And I was working at, at the library as a, not as a librarian, but as a, like an assistant librarian. Yeah. <laughs> but with COVID, like I, I lost my, my, my job and I was like, well, it's time to be full-time illustrator. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely an incentive there, essentially. Yeah. So the comics, how long were you going at that for? I, I used to do little self-published comics and stuff, and it is a lot of work for very little payout. And in the end, I was yeah. paying more to try to print stuff than I was ever able to make back in it. <laughs> Yeah, it, it was around 2000, between 2006 and 2009. Mm -hmm. I, I did, a, I was trying to do comics. I did some self-publication, participated in uh, collective works. And I was supposed to do comic for a publishing house. But uh, at that time, it was my first attempt at doing a transition as a trans woman. And it did not go well. And I had a big depression. And... So I, I stopped at all my projects. So, yeah. And that's how I ended my comic book oh, career. No, that's terrible. Kind of. <laughs> oh, no. 
<laughs> so when it comes to your your gaming career, how, what what how where did you get your start in role playing, and what have you been what have you played over the years? I'm curious. You got somehow into the OSR. How did you go? from starting to the OSR to everything else. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I try a lot of different kind of games. Like mm -hmm. uh, when I started playing, it was D&D, I think second edition or something like that. And after that, I went to White Wolves uh, with playing a lot yeah. of Werewolves, the Apocalypse and stuff like that. Oh, yeah. I, and I was, I discovered uh, mm -hmm. story games and I was very curious about them, but I had like a mix like sometimes it was good, sometimes it was bad, sometimes it was very yeah. hard to find people to play because they had like very specific uh topic in and, and so they were like, Oh, do we want to play uh woman aviators in World War Two? And there's two people in the group that's like, Yeah, but the others no. So that was never the game <laughs> that we picked. Oh no. And but eventually I discovered the OSR stuff and I had real a lot of fun with it because it was a very good way to create things because yeah. you don't yeah and so yeah that that's really part of my creativity the old school uh, uh movement at the time uh, yeah i think that's one thing that attracted me to a lot of what was going on with the osr and now places they're calling the nsr now is i always liked mm. this idea i know some years ago i was I, I was referring to the concept of uh what was i calling it uh, open gaming where the community themselves are the ones creating the content and whatnot whatnot as opposed to like some big corporation and i kind of like that aspect that i was seeing that happening over there at the osr where people were cranking stuff out just independently uh, yeah, that's my that's my take on it at least. <laughs> and, and what I really like with the OSR, I thought at the time it was a like if you wanted to publish a game, you needed to do a full game, like uh, for indie games and stuff. But with OSR, you could just like design a monster or two, and you can be part of the community. You can just yeah. uh, create some magic item. You don't need to do like a full game or adventure. So everybody can do a little piece. And yeah, so that that was. I, I thought it was fun for that. I, I like that. I appreciate it. It's something I, I really enjoy about it. Like like the the knock magazines. Um, essentially, that just collects a lot of mm. stuff from the community itself, and everybody has contributed a little piece to make some of the coolest zines I've ever seen. <laughs> yeah, knock magazines. It's really great. I think uh, Eric and Oliver doing a really great work. Did. I had illustration for each of the issues so far, and the, for issue number four, I will have some of my own blog article that I will illustrate. It will be in the next issue. Excellent, excellent. So, what else do you have coming out that we can look forward to? And what do you have out that we should be looking at that we haven't mentioned? <laughs> <laughs> Probably the next one will come out will be the pamphlet adventure for Liminal Hour. Yeah. And I also did finance a while ago another adventure for Liminal Hour that I'm doing on my own that is will be in the form of design that is called the Potato King. And that is like a fast food hour. <laughs> <laughs> very special uh so that one it's all written people have been played it like it's, it's playable right now but i still need to reword text and do extra illustration hire layout artist layout so i don't know when i will finish it but that's that's one that is getting close to the finishing line. So is the Potato King kind of like Ronald McDonald or the King <laughs> from, from Burger King or something? Is that what I'm catching? No, no it's, oh, okay. it's, like, it's like in a small town, there's a guy that 
found like a weird vegetal god. Okay. And he, he had a small like fast food stand. And so oh. he's, he's cutting the god in peace and frying it and serving it to people as fries. Oh, and no. that, that will have consequences. <laughs> oh, no. The, the, the potato god, they're consuming him. It's interesting. <laughs> <laughs> are you are, are you a big uh, so you're you're doing the hor- a couple horror adventures have you done many horror role-playing games in the past outside of liminal horror are you a big horror fan or uh I, i'm a big horror fan uh movies comics and manga and uh but uh, for for rolling game yeah i i've played a bunch of call of tulu i've played world of oh, darkness yeah. Things. Well, yeah, you mentioned the vampire stuff before, didn't you? <laughs> the yeah, yeah. And all that. Well, I, I was more into uh, werewolves. Werewolf, <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, the yeah. apocalypse, right? It was werewolf the apocalypse? Yeah, was, yeah, right? yeah. <laughs> I tried to play it again lately, and it did not go well. It was there was too there's so much background lore and stuff, so I had a very hard time communicating that with all new players and everything, and. It was very tedious, but back in the days, I was playing like maybe two times a week or something, I think. So, mm-hmm. you know, I was able to, to, we were into it. Everybody was eating the lore and <laughs> it was, but today it's harder to play this game. I think well, that's my, <laughs> as a person with less time than before. But <laughs> Yeah, I have, I, I know we played a little bit of Werewolf the Apocalypse back in the 90s at some point in time, but it's been... It's been a long time since I've played it. It's been a minute. It was relatively new at the time. And I know we played a little bit of Vampire and then the whole live action one started getting mm. popular in the 90s at clubs and yeah. stuff like that and played it there a few times. <laughs> but that was about my extent of White Wolf's <laughs> interaction. Yeah, yeah. yeah. The, the only thing I find difficult with uh, our uh, role-playing game is that it's often about investigation mm-hmm. and I find investigation tricky to design in an interesting way yeah. and sometimes to play too like, like it, sometimes it's good but sometimes it can also be like you feel like uh, I don't know like it's sometimes I find it difficult for me to do investigation stuff. So I prefer to write and to play like location based adventure where you explore yeah. physical space. But uh, yeah, so that's right now that's a good challenge for me because I'm doing like two kind of investigation based uh, scenario the Potato King and my uh, pamphlet adventure for Liminal Horror. Yeah. And even the way I would game master or DM or whatever, those types of adventures would be a little bit different. The location based stuff is kind of more on that open hex crawl type open, like dun- dungeon crawl style of play is a little bit different than like when you're running mm-hmm. something like Call of Cthulhu or I imagine a liminal horror as well. Yeah, yeah. There's a bit of a difference. I think. For me, I think the big difference is a bit easier for the player to take the initiative and decide what to explore versus the investigation where you if you don't have all the clue or information, it's a bit harder to figure out yeah. what are your options as a player, what you can do. So sometimes the game can stall or feel a bit less player-like agency, but yeah, it's a good design <laughs> challenge. <laughs> it's just slightly different ways of playing, I think, perhaps. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. We're coming close to time. Could you tell the listeners where they can find you online and where they can check out your work and maybe pick some of it up? 
yes. So right now, uh, I would say the best place is my Patreon. Uh, if you check uh, Evelyn Morrow on Patreon, uh, you will find me. And I often posting like public posts where that are not closed only for Patreon. So if you want, you can just follow me. You don't need to pay to follow. And I'm also active on Twitter, but sometimes I close my account because Twitter is pretty intense. <laughs> so be warned that this can happen <laughs> if you follow me over there. Like right now, these are two main places where I post role-playing game stuff. If you want, just follow my art. There's also Instagram where you can find me where I post a bit more personal art over there. Excellent. Excellent. Well, I want to thank you very much for coming on. It's been great getting a chance to talk to you. Oh, it was a pleasure. If you enjoyed what you've heard here today, please give us a positive review wherever you're listening. You can find us on Facebook. Search Wildlies and Wizards. Wildliesandwizards.com is our blog. I'm on Twitter at, at Logar Hail Crom. We're on Patreon. We can use any support we can get. Patreon.com backslash Wildliesandwizards. And as always, keep those dice rolling.